If you've listened to the entire Snake Park series, firstly, I want to say thanks again for listening. Please share the show with everyone you know and give us a review in your podcast app or in iTunes. It really helps us reach more people. It took us a while to finish the series, not least because of COVID-19, and the pandemic is still with us. To end the series, I wanted to check in on the Mahoris and other sources in Snake Park, but I'm in Oslo in Norway, and international travel is still not permitted. But fortunately, our reporter Rasmus Bits is in South Africa, and he was able to go to Snake Park and give us the latest update on xenophobia and how COVID-19 has affected the situation. You are listening to One Night in Snake Park. My name is Elliot Moleva. Even remember how to do this anymore it's been too long eh? yeah all right okay let me just test test the sound can you tell me who you are and where we are thank you very much uh, my name is Abdul like everybody else I've been confined mostly to my home and my neighborhood for months so when the COVID regulations finally allow me to go to Snake Park, I'm not sure what to expect. How has the pandemic affected the area? And what about the Mahori family? My first stop is at the Royal Supermarket, formerly known as Rasa, where SP was shot. Here, there's at least one immediate difference. Because I'm just seeing that uh, you've got a new um, a new mural, a new painting from from sky on the on the wall. It's blue and uh, like yeah, the sky. Yeah, definitely. You know, the, the shop is very strategic place. So there are a lot of companies coming to to us. A painted advertisement for the brand of washing powder, whose representatives we followed around Snake Park, has taken over the most prominent wall space. Of Abdul's shop. Very good one. It's two in one. You can wash it on a machine or with your hands, and it's got a fabric softener. So that is the reason when when they come here in the snack park, the first place they come is to my shop. Then they say, ask me, no, Abdul, your your shop is in very strategic place. Can we please paint it? Uh, party or can we uh, please paint the whole shop so that's definitely it's a normal they come they usually come to the place yeah the many months of lockdown haven't broken Abdul's spirit uh, since the lockdown began we haven't get any problem we thanks to the community and the municipality and the government and of this area of our section thank you we haven't get any problem so the corona exists and the lockdown goes smoothly. We haven't got any problem such. Our friend is complaining about such uh, like a police of our other area, but this area, snack bag, we haven't got any problem. What Abdullah is referring to is stories of xenophobic attacks and rhetoric that seems to have increased during lockdown. A new grouping calling itself Put South Africa First has mobilized first on social media and later the group marched to the Nigerian embassy 
demanding that undocumented or foreigners involved in crime leave the country. A lot of anti-immigrant rhetoric flourishes online, often spreading through fake profiles, making exaggerating claims about foreigners in South Africa. It seems as if the pandemic and the lockdown has added further fuel to the fire. But according to Abdul, nothing burns in Snake Park. Given that this may be the last time we record, he has one thing he wants to put on the record. Obeying the law, he says, would be much easier if the wheels of the bureaucracy would turn just a little bit faster. But there is one thing that I'm asking the government to look deeply and do whatever they can. I don't have a, a refugee, the, the proper refugee status. Uh, every six months, I renew. So that is my complaint. And I really thank you to the government. They welcome us, they give us the opportunity to, to work and leave their country. Thank you very much. Yeah. At the Mahori house, in block four, a few minutes away, life looks mostly the same. But during lockdown, a wall has been built to expand the house. This is Nombuiselo. My house is bigger just because I have got the big family. So I must extend the house, then my family will stay, you see, comfortable. Yeah, the, the last time that house is, was small, even the bedroom was small. If you make movement there, you won't move all right. So that's why I make to extend. Mm-hmm. Mm. Today, her oldest daughter, Nonchantla, is here. She lives in a different area and is too busy with work and children to visit very often. And I haven't met her before. She hasn't spoken to us for the podcast until now. Is there anything that you'd like to to add to the story? Something you think maybe um, you didn't have a chance to say before? Um, uh, I would like to say I'm glad we have passed the pains. We have gone normally to our lives, but that pain, it will remain in our heart, but we have to live with it. I can go to his grave and talk to the grave. Maybe I will get the answers that I want because I'm having Lord. He was the second point of my mother. He's my little brother. Yeah, I was enjoying the time that we were together. We were living together. Because now I'm having the little brothers. I don't know who I'm going to talk to because they are... They are small. Do you ever think about what what he would have done now? As if he was twenty now, he would have been a young man, you know. Um, what do you think he would have he would have been doing? Um, yeah, he was a a brilliant child because he was planning to extend this house by his bare hands, he was having a lot of talent. Lot of talent. Beside the bicycle thing, he knows bricklay, he knows tiles, he knows a lot of things. Yeah. 
It's hard not to conclude that COVID-19 and the lockdown has had similar effect in Snake Park as in the rest of society. Life has not fundamentally changed, but further stress has been added to already strained relations. Take, for example, the relationship between Nomboy Selo and the mother of Bongani, the so-called Nyaope boy who started the conflict five years ago. They've never gotten along, but sometime during lockdown, they had a fight that had to be broken up by the police. Nomboy Selo was even arrested, but soon after released again. We know this from earlier conversations we've had on WhatsApp and over the phone. But today, she doesn't want to go deeper into the situation. What I must say? No, I I don't know. I mean, you must have been angry. It was a big fight or... No, I'm angry, but I won't say, see that way. Yeah. What what happened? Hey, that mother, he treat us like a scrub lab. Yeah, he just treat us like that. She treats us like a dirty rag, Numbuiselo says. To me, it seems like the conflict mirrors what's going on between South Africans and foreigners in the townships. There's no fundamental change, but the lockdown has turned up the heat and the rhetoric. Lately, rumors have spread that foreigners in the townships are linked to Islamic fundamentalist groups and might plan attacks on locals. There's no evidence that this is true, and yet the rumors have spread across the Gauteng townships. And Nonchlantla has heard them too. What if they are planning big thing for us? Because they can plan to put the bombs. When we wake up, bam, we are all dead. Because even where I stay, I heard them, they are talking about the... We know their country, that they can connect the, the, the bombs so easily. While you Africans, you don't know. After they go, because if they want to own our citizenship, they will own it. When Sapio was killed, the rumors said that the foreigners had guns. Now, the unsubstantiated rumors say that they have bombs. Everything is different, and yet everything's the same. I don't think I've got anything more to ask you. So um, do you want to, is there anything you want to say or ask me? Yeah. Even me, ah, let's leave it. Okay. (laughs) Before leaving Snake Park, I visit Norman, the Mahori neighbor who held him when he died. Several times before, I find him blasting music from his shack while cleaning his grandmother's house and the yard. How are things? Yeah, they're all right. We sit down to catch up and he explains how he has experienced lockdown in Snake Park. Here in Snake Park, the lockdown was hard, man. I think it was hard for most of us because uh, myself, I was not working before lockdown. So come lockdown, you can't even get that piece job now. You can't go and work. You, uh, you have to depend on whatever the government promises us, the groceries and everything. So it was hard. Worst part, the government couldn't do anything for me and my family. 
I live under my mom's grant and my kids, my, my one kid grant. Because the other, the, the other one doesn't have any documents for here. So he doesn't get any grant, the young one, the seer. So it was hard, but we, we managed to sleep, eating, eat before we sleep, you see, get something. Although it was bad not getting, going to work, but we, we've tried, man. We're still here. Norman has also noticed the increasingly hostile attitudes towards foreigners during lockdown. And he's convinced it isn't a coincidence. You, you know what? Um, definitely, somebody is, putting the, is pushing the agenda. Definitely, somebody wants us to fight. Although we don't know who it is, I don't know who it is, but somebody is pushing the agenda, his, his or her agenda. I mean, no one can fight for nothing. You can't fight for something that you don't have. Like Abdul, the shopkeeper, Norman also thinks that many of the problems that continue to divide people cannot be solved in the township. What's really at stake is the failure of government to deliver on the promises that it makes. Take, for example, the COVID-19 relief grant of 350 rand per month. I, I hate now that they were giving them grant, 350 grand. It's been six months, five months. I, I never got mine. But I hate that some Zimbabwean got their grants. I don't understand how or when or what's going on. So I think, but that thing doesn't make me to hate them because that little money they get, it saves them, their family, you see. It's, that, it's just that the government must make sure that we too get something, get work, get, get to work. I know they said uh, we South African are lazy and something like that. I, I understand that, but not all of us are lazy, you see. I want to work. I want to wake up, go wake up and go to work, but I can't because I can't manage to get a job. This thing is like a time bomb, man. It can explode any time. We don't know when, we don't know how, but it, it will happen. That thing I'm sure of. And that is all from One Night in Snake Park. At least for now. Thanks again for listening, and please share the series with anyone you think might be interested.